Good morning. Oh, <laughs> damn it. You beat me. <laughs> good morning, Kelly. And good morning, everybody else. Then. <laughs> well, this is interesting because we're talking about nonverbal people today. <laughs> we can't even get out. Good morning. Oh, okay. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Good morning. Coffee with the Sarlos. Yes. Um, okay. Are you wanting to start or are we just going to kind of go back and forth? Oh, you go. You can start. Okay. Um, I guess we'll preface this show by saying that we're changing the names of our clients uh, oh, so that yeah. everyone feels comfortable with the protection of identity and confidentiality. Uh, so what do I want to call my young man? I'm going to call him Alex. Okay. And who, who would yours like to be? Um, Jason. Oh, that's very modern of you. <laughs> Super proud. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I, all right. I feel like you should go first, but if you, if you don't oh, want to, well, that's fine. Ask questions maybe. I don't know where to begin with mine. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll start and then we'll launch into Jason's story later. Okay. Um, I had a mother call me or email me. I can't recall. Um, and she had asked me if I would be willing to do a session for her son, uh, who was nonverbal and she really wanted me to meet him. And I had just explained to her that it wasn't necessary for him to be present because mm-hmm. uh, she was telling me about his, uh, his physical disabilities where he wasn't able to, um, he's in a wheelchair, so he's not able to come into the house. And we do put on our website and everywhere that we're not wheelchair accessible. Uh, and we also don't do house calls too often, uh, but she really, really wanted him here. So she said, can we do our session in your driveway? And I said, if that's weather comfortable for him, if, if that works for you guys, no problem. So she literally brought the van into the driveway and the two of us, oh, sorry, the three of us sat in the van for the full hour. Uh, it was probably the most fun hour I've had with a client and their mom before. He's, he's a grown man and uh, he, he gave his mom affirmations for the full hour just about how much he loved her, what a good job she was doing caring for him. He, like a normal son, picked at her and told her where she was screwing up <laughs> and how she was supposed to do better. In her own life, you mean? Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. Yeah, just all around. And it was so, so loving and so kind in the way that he picked on her, right? Um, that it just, yeah, it was probably one of the most memorable things that I've that I've done in, in this career so far. Anyway, uh, the, one of the biggest things that sticks out for me is that he said he really liked that she wanted to be in his band and I was so confused when this first came out and I said oh he says that he likes that you're a part of his band but that sometimes you forget it's his band (laughs) and she her jaw just dropped and uh she goes sometimes I sing too loud while he's singing because (laughs) I want to be the star (laughs) and he was trying to like you know kindly knock her down and tell her that it's my band and you can be a backup singer um, and I guess the two of them play like air guitar and air drums together. Uh, but he, I mean, he's very limited in his range of motion and his, his, um, motor skills, but, uh, in his mind, he's this excellent drummer. Right. And so anyway, it's one of his favorite things to do is play in a band with his mom. And she just cried and cried and sobbed with laughter. And then she's, you know, she's saying, keep going, keep going. Um, it was just, it was so wonderful. And I don't know why that one came out first, but um, I just, I loved watching the connection between him and his mom and how much they loved each other. And just all of the affirmations that she, that he was able to give her. Um, because I think one of the things that she was really nervous about is that um, she had split from her husband, so his father. 
And Alex was saying that his mom worried too much when he went back to his dad's for the week, um, that his dad wasn't doing everything right. Um, but he actually ended up talking about his stepmom and what a lovely job she was doing in helping the dad kind of adjust as well. Um, and, and we didn't get too much into the dynamics of that, but he was just, he was really giving his mom an affirmation that he had another mom who loved him and that she didn't have to worry because he was in good hands and that he was just so loved beyond what she was really trying to see. She thought she was the only one who could love him. Kelly, it's got to be hard enough when you go through a divorce either way Mm -hmm. for mom or dad that to let your children go to the other parents sometimes I'll say sometimes because I'm not talking about everybody Mm -hmm. um because maybe you just don't like the way they parent right but also then if they marry or they're living with somebody that you may worry about how the step parent is parenting mm-hmm. your baby, your or child. Or, yeah, or yeah. not is totally ignoring them and taking care of their own kids and not and totally ignoring your child. Mm-hmm. And that if your children are able to communicate, then when they come back home, you can ask them questions and they can answer you. So yeah. you you hear about it and you can then call up your ex-husband or your ex-wife and discuss and mm-hmm. discuss and maybe fight or I don't know, or, or maybe problem solve and do good things too. But that if your child is nonverbal, how much harder that would be that when your child comes back that you don't have a way mm-hmm. to know and how hard it is and how much parents suffer, whether they know mm-hmm. or sometimes what they don't know or that yeah. they can't. And that both both places can be really difficult to be because mm-hmm. some parent might say, God, I wish I didn't know I might be better off. But then the parent that has a nonverbal child might say you would never wish that mm-hmm. if you had to live in my life and and you never knew anything, yeah. even if they got their meds, mm-hmm. even if they got the feeding tube, all of yeah. these types of different things because as you know or I won't say as we know because we don't live that life that's not fair let me let me correct that we do know in a way because we hear telepathically we remote view we can connect and get these messages but we don't know in the way that they just sit there day after day okay some people are going to be really offended by this but this is that's okay I'm going to compare this to having a dog oh go for it because it's a parent in a, in a different way, mm-hmm. and it is a child of some sort that yes, never develops good. never develops an English language. Yeah, right. Can never communicate where they're hurting and whatnot. So I think about sending Parker to daycare, and when he comes back and his behavior is completely changed one day, where he might have developed fears and we're not sure why it happened. Um, and so using these gifts helps us remote view, helps us to know what's mm-hmm. really going on. Maybe at the, I'm not trying to pick on daycares, but you know, <laughs> a place outside, right? If they're over at a, a friend's house or we're whatever. We're not a good example. However. <laughs> well, you know what yeah. I mean though? Like it's, it's a situation where you do want to know you, you for sure mm-hmm. want to be in the know so that you can be the advocate, mm-hmm. right? So that when you walk into the vet's office, you can say, you know, this is when things changed. This is what's, these are the symptoms. Mm-hmm. It, you have to become such a better observer um, and, and far more patient, I'm sure, in a situation where you have a child that's nonverbal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, just to compare, because some of our listeners won't ever be parents of human children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for sure, a lot of them won't be parents of 
children who are nonverbal. So if they can mm-hmm. understand a pet, then they can make a connection and find themselves and find their empathy, I think, uh, mm-hmm. for, for anyone in this, this kind of a situation or a parent who has gone nonverbal, right? Mm-hmm. It's, the same, it's the same situation. Uh, and I would say, too, not just nonverbal, but a parent or a family member that might have a brain injury yeah. or a car accident or PTSD or Alzheimer's or mm-hmm. different forms of dementia, mm-hmm. strokes. There's, there's quite a list of things where we're able to help. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So anyway, this uh, this Alex dude, because I, I, he was just so handsome too. Like his eyes were incredible. Um, they actually remind me of Parker's. They just looked otherworldly, you know. Mm. Um, and every time, uh, every time I would give a message from him to his mom, I made sure that I checked in with him. Because there's that part of you, and I'm assuming that you're the same, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you sit there and you're like, oh, fuck, what if I'm wrong? Mm -hmm. What if I'm giving this message and I look all high and mighty because he can't speak for himself and the mom's just accepting everything I say because she wants the connection so badly, right? Mm -hmm. So um, he, much like uh, Jason in your situation, he is communicative to say yes and no. Oh. Yeah. So, and he's so cute. Uh, Sorry, not cute, handsome. Um, He... I would look over at him when I would give a message and he does hear, he just is very, very slow to respond. Right. And so he kind of tilts his head back and it's not a rolling of the eyes because it's, it's certainly not rude, but it's like, it's almost like he's taking everything in and that you're saying. And he goes, yeah. Oh. And, and then I know I'm on the right track. Right. Yeah. And oh, it was just wonderful. And then if I, if, when I, you know, said some things, he go, no. Okay. You know, and so I would know very, very quietly that I missed it or I, I misinterpreted. And so I would ask for the, the uh, clarification from his guides and from his soul. And I would say, hey, I got that wrong. Is this correct? And he would go, yeah. And it was just, <laughs> he was like the most patient client I've ever had too, right? Yeah. And so gentle, so gentle. Um, and then, you know, he'd kind of do his drumming thing when, when things got really exciting. Uh, yeah, it was just so, so lovely. Um, and I just, I don't know, you, I know you know this because you actually go to Jason's house, but you get to be a part of the family mm-hmm. for that short period of time. Mm-hmm. And it, I, you know, regardless of how great or not great your own family is to walk into a situation where two people love each other that much, that mother and that son, uh, and you get to stand right in the middle of their love and feel it passing through Mm you. I can't even explain how good that feels. Mm -hmm. That that's like a whole show all by itself, Kelly, Mm -hmm. about how we are so empathic to feel, um, loves that I'll say loves and different kinds of loves Mm -hmm. that, we, ha- I ha- I'll say I haven't experienced between yeah. even like you were said earlier, it can be a pet. So somebody else could, could, we could channel and it could be a snake and I'm terrified of snakes, but they love their snake. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I would never fathom how you could feel that <laughs> for a snake yeah. or a spider. Uh, or many Whoa. other things. Whoa. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. No, but like, there could be a list of those yeah. things. Um, and when you actually have that client with that snake and you feel that love, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I do feel it. Mm-hmm. So there is a way to experience loves that I don't know how to experience on my own mm-hmm. as perhaps just as Karen, although 
this whole, all these gifts do make Karen and I am experiencing it. Yeah. It's just, it's beautiful. And I, I just remember sitting there and at the end of the session, I was like, how do I appropriately ask for them to come back? <laughs> Cause like, and I always, I, it's like my, ta- yeah. my tagline at the end of every session, you know, we have that spiel and I'll say to them, look, I don't, we don't have a career where we have to say like, I'll see you in two weeks. You need another checkup. Right. Um, it's so not like that. We always say when you know, Come you back. feel it, just come back and yeah. we'll always be here for you. But I'm sitting there and like, I'm looking at the time on her van and I'm just like, ah, one more message. And usually it's the client saying, can I ask another question? And I, like, I just wanted to spend more time with Alex yeah. and his mom was so thankful. Like not once did she interrupt me. Mm-hmm. Um, she would wait till the message was fully out and she would say, may I ask another question? Uh, and it was just so respectful on both mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. that yeah I was sitting there going so you're gonna come back right mm-hmm. <laughs> oh it was just yeah it was lovely and uh I think about because you've been seeing Jason for years now and I know that you're gonna talk about that um I got an hour with Alex mm-hmm. and it was just so not enough mm-hmm. uh selfishly you know for me uh and I'm sure for him as well right because he's mm-hmm. he's being given a voice to actually speak to his mom which is I can't even fathom what that's like um yeah for just, a whole hour. Yeah. And she didn't interrupt him. Yeah. And she let him speak. And now she doesn't sing over top of him in the band. That we know of. <laughs> yeah. Unless we remote view. <laughs> Maybe we'll go she's check like, that damn, out. <laughs> they caught me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was just really wonderful. And, and I remember him kind of uh, gently correcting some of the things that she did uh, mm. because she was a little bit overprotective mm-hmm. uh, on a day-to-day basis. And he just kind of said, like, you're forgetting that I'm a grown man. Mm. And and actually, I know if, if you recall from you know a couple of minutes ago in the podcast I called him cute and then I corrected myself mm-hmm. and said sorry handsome um he actually gave her shit because she kept talking to him in a high-pitched voice saying oh. that he was so sweet and so cute and if you talk to a grown man in their late 30s that's not the way you compliment a man right mm-hmm. um I mean there's time and a place for it because men can do quote-unquote cute things right but mm-hmm. um I said you need to stop like he's handsome like look at him and uh, she was like shit you're right And Mm -hmm. so even that just changes the whole feeling of safety and the whole feeling of identity that he has for himself. Um, That his his mom can say handsome instead and speak to him in this tone of a voice instead of you're my, you're my child. Yep. Mm -hmm. So being respected Mm -hmm. and just what that does for his self-esteem and his own self-confidence and self-worth. And his willingness to communicate with her, right? Because I think when you when you compliment someone maybe out of the best of intention calling them cute and they take that as an insult because they don't want to be cute they want to be manly mm-hmm. um they kind of want to shut down for a bit mm-hmm. and deny you something because mm-hmm. you've made them feel smaller or mm-hmm. too feminine uh and so his willingness to communicate with her stays positive and, and high and that connection is still there for them that's so incredible yeah he was super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he let me touch him too, which was really nice. I said, you know, can I, for the energy healing part, and I just said, can I put my hand on, on your knee? And uh, he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and that's, that's a big deal, right? Oh, because yeah. touch, touch is, um, well, touch is a big deal for anyone, whether they recognize it or not. And uh, he was just super comfortable and, you know, just sat there and I think probably gave more love than he took. Uh, based on how I felt when I left so yeah yeah it was wonderful that's an interesting statement Kelly gave more love than he took Mm -hmm. um like just when you say that I don't want people to miss or I I don't mean I don't want people to misinterpret it but just meaning 
when it comes from the right place in your heart that you can truly give that much mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, and freely yeah and and that he can receive back in that and you guys were sitting in the van that there's such a great exchange of energy mm-hmm. um when the intention to share these gifts is so so in alignment mm-hmm. with truthfulness and integrity mm-hmm. it's just it's just a, such an incredible thing to experience mm-hmm. and i'll say for all three people meaning like and including us in that including yeah. you in that with alex that it's absolutely an incredible experience Mm-hmm. And for everybody that's there, you had his mom in, in the van mm-hmm. um, to give her those messages. Um, but that if there are family members that are present for these things or or staff, I'll say yeah. the caregivers, that they're part of that. In as we go on and keep doing different podcasts, people will hear more and more stories like this yeah. where the caregivers come into the stories <laughs> and, and their families yeah. and all of the information that the person who's nonverbal is able to share that should they should never even know. Thank you for saying that because I remember him telling his mom at one point to get a life. And she laughed so hard. And like me, I'm sitting there kind of frozen. I'm like, I can't say that to her. But, you know, we don't filter. So I heard, no, tell her. And I said, uh, he's telling you you have to get a life that you used to love dancing. And like, anyway, yeah. she, he listed some of the things that she really loved to do at one point And she had gotten away from because yeah. she was so preoccupied with caring for him that even on her weeks, quote unquote, off when he was at his dad's place, that she would not she wouldn't engage even then. Um, so he just kind of, you know, like a good son was just like, get your shit together, mom. Oh, I love Um, it. Yeah, it was great. And, and I think, um, for him to show his desire for her to be a full person, uh, was really remarkable too. Cause I don't think a lot of, oh, and I don't, I want to be sensitive the way I say this. I think a lot of healthy, however you interpret that, um, adult children don't see their parents as people. Mm-hmm. And they can't even put themselves in a place of desiring better for them. Right. And so mm-hmm. for him to be like, you know, I want great things for you. Mm-hmm. Stop doting on me and go have a life mm-hmm. so that when you come home, you can be happy and we can enjoy our time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah. 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 I love him. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I'd forgotten uh, about that. I remember you guys sitting in the driveway in the in the van. Yeah, I, I think too. Like that. That just that just explains to people how versatile, mm-hmm. um, where we do our job. Mm-hmm. And like you know, sometimes we say we're standing in the grocery store or we're standing in the capital center or, mm-hmm. you know, people are calling and we're skyping and facetiming and long distance telephone. Now we're sitting in the driveway in a vehicle, mm-hmm. and that which now makes me laugh because people in our neighborhood will. Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> People are always crying when they leave your house. (laughs) Happy tears sometimes. (laughs) Not always Uh, harsh ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Before I go to Jason, Mm -hmm. can I tell, can I do another story and I'll call him? No. Like, when have I said no to you? Okay. You know, you made me think of one, Kelly. And I maybe I've brought it up before in other podcasts. I can't remember. Can we call him Max? Sure. Okay. I remember uh, Max's parent his dad um mm-hmm. being told about my uh, our gifts and um he said oh uh, yeah i can come in and i can meet with her i'd love to hear what my son has to say mm-hmm. and his son i think was like a teenager and he's nonverbal, but i can't recall why i want to say perhaps down syndrome but i can't remember all of the complications and perhaps at the time this was a few years ago so max had extreme autism 
oh that's right yeah if i if this is the same yeah uh, child that i think I'm so okay so to 100 percent nonverbal, but um, super functioning in terms yeah. of his uh, physical abilities yes, yes. He can walk and yeah. eat and go to events and participate mm-hmm. in lots of things but anyway um his dad came in and introduced himself and sat down and I, I had 10 minutes. I had 10 minutes and this young man is 16. So it's like I've got 10 minutes to say everything that he's wanted to say to his dad for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being okay. I just have to be calm and open and just let it flow. Whatever's most important because he's got 10 minutes, he'll decide, not me he'll decide it'll just flow out of my mouth Mm -hmm. and so I just sat down I was ready to go I was kind of I'll say nervous but also rush yeah but yeah yeah, a little bit feeling the rush too like I had to get it all out Mm -hmm. and wanting to make sure that I didn't disappoint his son and um and the dad I didn't I was I, I I remember being kind of anxious about how am I going to meet one need what happens if I meet the son's needs and it doesn't meet the dad's needs? Mm-hmm. And I just remember like having lots of thoughts about all of this in advance. Um, so anyway, just sat there when the time came and the dad came in and said, you know, his, his name, hi, whatever, I'm John. And, and so I'm here, to, you know, because you can talk to my, hear my son's thoughts. And, and then he went on for the entire 10 minutes about himself. The dad. The dad talked nonstop and gave me, zero minutes to speak and wouldn't let me get a word in I couldn't interrupt I couldn't say excuse me he he railroaded me I'll I'll use that term because it's the one I can think of that comes to mind the most meaning that he just barreled through Mm -hmm. he took full control over it and made sure that his son got nothing Mm -hmm. and he went on to tell me what a good father he was and he went to great lengths to say all the lists of all the things that he did with his son um, and all the places he took him. Um, and you could see that this was just a dad's nervousness that I have to prove myself to this woman, whoever mm-hmm. this woman is, because she's heard my son's thoughts and nobody has for 16 years. What if I'm not a bad dad? And that didn't even dawn on me. What if I'm not a good dad? Yeah. Or what if I'm not, yeah, not a good dad? Yeah. That didn't even dawn on me. That didn't dawn on me that he could arrive and feel that much anxiety mm-hmm. that I would never get to say anything on his son's behalf. No, because we're just, we're excited. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to be open so that the communication could, could have a flow so that if he was going to ask his son questions, if he wanted affirmations about something, I could just do the job. But I, there was no job to be done. And his son crossed his arms over his chest. You know, like when you're angry. I remember this. Body language. He crossed his arms over his stomach, turned around, put his head down, and wouldn't look at his father. Mm -hmm. And his dad, instead of cueing in on some level, just put his hands in his hair, ruffled his hair, and he said, oh, yeah, uh, you're my buddy, eh? And then got up and left. And I never... I. I didn't, I didn't even get to say my name. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I didn't get to say, I didn't get to say a single thing his son wanted to say. I remember you telling me all about this and just how hard you cried and cried oh, and cried. I, cried. When you came home. Uh, I think we went out for coffee and you just like, I won't say couldn't hold it together because you shouldn't have to. That's, that's heartbreaking. Um, 
I remember that he had wonderful things to say about his dad and he never actually got to say them. I got to say them to you. Yeah. And he talked all about how much his dad brought him to the battalion games and how much he loved hockey and all the things that they did together. Pretty much everything the dad was telling you, the son wanted to say, I loved. Yeah. And he, he wanted it to be affirmations. Mm-hmm. He wanted it to come from me because I am a stranger that doesn't mm-hmm. know any of the things that they did together so that his son really could say. And I remember one of them was that that. Well, I remember two of them very specifically. He wanted to say that he loved going to Tim Hortons with his dad mm-hmm. before and after the games mm-hmm. that they would go and that they would often get donuts and that he would eat the donuts. His dad would have the donuts, too, and his coffee uh, and, and what drink he liked. He wanted to kind of say to his dad, you always get me iced tea. Um, I, you, you know, I, I like it. But God, sometimes I want an orange crush. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's these are small. I'll say these are small things, but they're just so not small things. Mm-hmm. Because his his dad was in the routine of he gets this donut and this drink. Yeah. So that's what we're getting. But I think of how often you and I, we go to Tim Hortons a lot. Mm-hmm. And I even though I know you love a medium French vanilla, I still say to you every single time, what would you like to order? Thank I don't you. ever drive up and just order for you. Thank you. Or Andrew, even though I know what you both like. I'm saying thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> he... He just wanted to be able to say to his dad, could you ask me sometimes? Yeah. Could you, he, and, and the other thing he wanted to say to his dad, he had a whole list of things that were affirming, like that he wanted to say, I don't like going to the Capitol Center for orchestras and stuff. You're right. <laughs> don't let mom take me anymore. I'm 16. He wanted to like give his dad these affirmations that when you do fight for me, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. He missed his son's appreciation. Mm-hmm. He missed, he missed the affirmation that he is in tune with his son and that he did know that. Yeah. Um, but one of the other things he wanted to tell his dad that was, I thought was so important that day as, as it, you know, as that unfolded, he wanted to tell his dad, um, that he was overweight and that his dad was feeding him pasta. Mm-hmm. His dad was feeding him these donuts and sugary drinks and that his pancreas was not going to continue functioning at this level, but also that he had deformed feet and that the feet were not able to carry the body weight. So he was having severe issues with pain in his hips and in his back. Mm -hmm. And that was all affirmed because I knew the massage therapist that was helping. So I was able to ask her, does he have deformed feet? And she was like, oh my God, yes, Karen. When you take the shoes off, they're like a third of the size of the size his feet should be for his age Mm -hmm. or his development Mm -hmm. and for his weight. And I said, he just wanted to tell his dad that he doesn't want to be fed fattening foods anymore because it's causing his body to to Hurt. hurt and that it was causing the pancreas to actually, he he's not going to be able to survive that. Mm-hmm. He's going to have problems with diabetes. And it was coming imminently. Mm-hmm. And I never got to say, you have a chance to help your son not develop diabetes at 18 or whatever. And the only thing I can say to people when I, when, when I get all that information, somebody might be listening saying, why didn't you tell him to shut the fuck up? Mm-hmm. And I would like to, if I'm being Karen as just the human being, I would have loved to have said, shut up, but I can't interfere. I, I'm a, I'm the channeler. I'm the one giving the messages. Mm -hmm. So if the dad's spirit doesn't tell me to interfere, if the son's spirit doesn't tell me to interfere, I can't, 
So I'm not allowed to get into my ego. I'm not allowed to get into my space of if that were my kid, I'd tell that dad to shut up and I just do it. Yeah, you can't go into being a fixer. No, I I can't do that. So I have to be able to hear the dad's spirit say, this is going to be a tough lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hear the young man's spirit go, wow, yeah. this is going to play out in our home after this. Mm-hmm. And um, how that can play out that even though we have these gifts, that it doesn't grant us the right um, to be able to manipulate or a person force or force yeah. ourselves into a family or between two people to fix anything. Mm-hmm. So this is also about, I think, well, I hope what people are hearing is that we know boundaries better than the average person. Mm-hmm. And that we present that and live that every day. So when someone is coming and thinks, oh, they feel threatened by what we do, that it is the exact opposite mm-hmm. of that where we would come in and threaten mm-hmm. to the degree that we do the exact opposite. We listen to a degree that most people don't mm-hmm. and that we have most ba- we have boundaries and respectfulness that most people would never even begin to fathom. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know if you forgot or you just don't want to go there, but I remember this same uh, young man, Max, uh, his EA was oh a, my God. a guy I went to high school with. And he didn't know what I became, do. I don't even know how to say that. But he had no idea that you were my mom at this point. And you approached him and just said like, hey, uh, this is what I'm doing for Max. Uh, are you open to sitting here and, and just being a part of this? And not with his dad, right? This was just on a separate occasion. And he was like, oh my God, give me everything. And you had said that you love, uh, that, sorry, that Max loved that his EA spoke to him and called him dude and like spoke to him like a 16 year old guy. Right. Cause, Oh, I need to change his name too. Um, we'll call him Rick. <laughs> uh, Rick was like, so, so buddy, buddy with him and treated him like an equal. And that when they were playing these God awful, um, Oh, what are they called? Nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. And like the same ridiculous song over and over again on mm-hmm. TV, Max was going insane. Mm-hmm. and was like can't we just fucking talk about hockey and so rick would sit down with him and actually talk sports and stats and like favorite players and favorite teams and max just loved to sit there and like absorb everything that he can, was talking about can i explain to people that the reason that max is sitting in a room where there's nursery rhymes is because this was in a school mm-hmm. and that in the school there were children from four years old to 21 years old because the system holds them till they're 20 or 21 and then they're out mm-hmm. of the system and have to find another way to take care uh, the families have to take care of them but that at this point you have a 16 year old autistic young man teenager with a in the same classroom all day every day with a four-year-old and the four-year-old and the EAs are playing nursery rhymes all like a good portion of the every day Um, because they believe that at 16 years old, he still has the capability of the Mm four-year-old. And so they're making him sing nursery rhymes all day, and he's 16. Mm -hmm. And that the because of these messages and this EA that decided to see him as a 16-year-old man, and that I I came in and said, thank God you're doing this, and gave this message, that a 16-year-old young man is being treated as such. Mm -hmm. And Rick excellent guitar player um he had an acoustic guitar i remember this and he would bring it in and uh 
Max, sorry, this is hard with all the names. <laughs> Max wanted to to watch. He mm-hmm. wanted to be a part of, of this kind of music mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, the nursery stuff. I don't even think the four-year-olds liked it, but mm-hmm. beyond the point. Can I can I say something? And uh, this is challenging for me to share because it's not it's not positive. But his first his his originally EA hated me. She saw me as a threat and mm-hmm. she told lies about me in the school so that I would be kicked out of the school. And the principal believed her, never asked me anything and had me um, kicked out. Um, she felt threatened. And um, uh, d- when she heard that I that these gifts involved being able to hear her thoughts and being able to give the, this information, um, I don't know where she went in her head altogether, and I don't want to, um, where she felt so threatened that she had to have me removed, no matter what good it could do any of the other students that I was seeing there. Because I wasn't actually seeing her student. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, a situation where the teacher was shared that with the dad, and the dad invited me in. And the EA did not want me in. So the second EA... Uh, the, the the gentleman that you're talking about was his second DA that came in when she was gone, mm-hmm. who was so open to helping him mm-hmm. that it was like when I said I can hear his thoughts, he was, as you said, he was like, oh, my God, tell me what he's thinking. I need to know what I'm doing right and wrong. Mm-hmm. His attitude was so different than the first DA that didn't even ask me what I did. Mm-hmm. She didn't ask me what I was capable of. She didn't say where are the boundaries or I, what I'm not. What role ca- do I have in this? Yeah, or d- how can you help me with this? Or I'm scared of you. I'm scared of what you can do. How can I get past my fear? Mm-hmm. Or what boundary can you and I set up so that I'm comfortable with you? Mm-hmm. There was zero conversation, a full 100% attack and removal of me so that I had. Zero access, not only to her student, but all of the other students whose parents were paying me to be in that environment to help them. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I tell tell the story because now it's just a story. It's over. um, So that people don't, I don't want people to hear it and just think, oh, poor Karen. That wasn't, that's not my point. My point is to show how one EA and one parent, um, you had the mom in the van. And one EA, Rick, um, that came forth with um, a really beautiful intention of how do we move forward to be able to use anything at our fingertips to help. Mm -hmm. And let's see if it works. And let's just try. Versus somebody that, and and let's see where the, the intention is. So if I walk in and say I can do all of this, well, see how our intention flies with this mm-hmm. it, you know and, and and is it really is it really a good one and it'll play out versus the EA and the parent who sit back and say not open to anything mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's just burn down the whole building <laughs> I, I stretched yeah, it there no but <laughs> it feels like it though but but basically they burnt down the building for me because mm-hmm. no access yeah no access. I had to go to the director of education and, and I did to explain what I do to say certain families allowed it, but one family, one, no one, one person uh, attacked mm-hmm. to, to put fear and the principal grabbed the fear stick and waved it in front of my face. Like I'm a witch. 
I wouldn't know what that's like at all. Yeah. Put, put the stick in front of, you know, like, here's your broom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take your broom and go, witchy. <laughs> Get out of my parking spot. <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah. Like, you talk about, um, what was it that I said that friend said to me? Stigma. Mm-hmm. When I brought, a friend brought to my attention and asked me a question yesterday and said, when we were having a lunch together and said, do you still feel that you face a lot of stigma in what you do? And I said, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are lots of you know, stories around, around that. And people are going to hear them. I, I I don't want us to shy away from telling the stories that aren't always, I'll say, inspiring. Why don't we have a great podcast about all of those? <laughs> oh, we'll call it, oh, the names we've been called. <laughs> oh, that's true. That <laughs> is a podcast. What's in a name? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. And we could let everybody know all the names that have been thrown at us, like right to our faces. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's go to... Jason. Can we go to Jason? Uh, do you have time? I do. Okay. I do. And you know what? I, I do want to say too, Kelly, that you mentioned that you've had some experiences. You came into the school and had some experiences as well. Yeah. So that can come up in other shows. Um, but I have also had some clients that are very long term. Mm-hmm. I've had some. Well, Jason is. Yeah. Jason's been for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had other ones, I'll say locally here where we live. Um, other families that have asked me to help with, with nonverbal, mm-hmm. um, but also I've had them in other countries and, and on other continents mm-hmm. so that if somebody's listening to the, some of the stories, we try and change it up so that nobody knows the identity uh, of people. If they think, oh, North Bay is a small town, they must be talking about Johnny down the street. We're not. We're trying to make sure that we're... talking we're... about Fred down the street. <laughs> We're, we yeah, we yeah. try to keep all of that and even mix up with some of the details a little bit so people really can't know who it is mm-hmm. okay you know it's neat because we were in bulk barn the other day and and a, cu- a couple different places actually and we've had clients who have said like use my name yeah tell my story yeah uh, which i think is really cool too and cool because their intention is always go teach someone, right? Go inspire someone. Go go educate uh, just at least one more person about our situation, so that if they're in this as well, they know what to do or they have mm-hmm. options. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that's really fun too. And I I know Amanda's one of those people. We we use her name at Liberty. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, um, okay, sorry. I yeah. Go ahead with Jason. Um, Jason's a, a young man. And um, I've been working with him for a couple of years. Um, he has cerebral palsy. I think we've talked about him before, but I keep believe going. so. And we probably will in a million shows. He's Let's one of pretend it's the first. Yeah, he's one of my most favorite human beings. He's one of my most favorite spirits mm-hmm. um, that travels through the universe at light speed or sound, the speed of sound, whatever you want to call all these different things that are energy. Um, he's the brightest sparkle I can ever find in my universe sometimes. Um, and he's the most magnificent teacher I've ever had. Um, he's nonverbal. He's paralyzed. Um, he has the most crippled physical form I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and is the most uh, wondrous medical miracle I think that, that I've experienced in watching how his body has changed. And I haven't known him since he was little, but just through a lifetime. And to see what a a human form can do, how much it can cripple itself. So if anybody knows someone with CP, 
um, or maybe some other diseases. You you and I have people in our family with MS, and we see what MS can do too. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, he can ver- he can communicate rolling his eyes a bit, although he has so many seizures that quite often the rolling of his eyes means nothing mm-hmm. um, on, okay, on on certain occasions because he's, see- he's having seizures and the eye movements are extreme. But even at that, he um, he can grunt, um, so he has sound. He can laugh, <laughs> uh, so he gives a, a a little verbal cue of pleasure mm-hmm. um, when something is right, and he'll give a uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. he'll give a laugh. Um, sometimes he'll drop his jaw. So I'm also learning from all these beautiful people in his life, professionals and family that have allowed me to to come into this this home and and, and into their world that he can drop his jaw slightly. It's maybe half an inch. Mm-hmm. And that that's a yes. Um, his family has 100% learned how to communicate with him. Yeah. And so have a lot of his, his care workers. I've been with him for decades. You know, he's now in his 20s. And so they have definitely got a way of knowing um, when he's happy, when he's not by some of his grunting mm-hmm. or or just by the way maybe that he, he he can't really move. So if somebody thinks, well, he can wave his arms or he can lift his hand up, he cannot. Um, he can't move his body. They, the, everyone has to move his body for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's food, fed by tube. So, I mean, there's there are severe limitations for him to communicate. Mm-hmm. But there are still some forms that he's grabbed. And that all of the people around him have grabbed onto mm-hmm. um, and enter me not knowing how to do any of this because I have not had CP in my life. I haven't had an experience of having to work that hard to figure out that way to communicate. But I walk in and have a different kind of gift where Jason, sorry, <laughs> when I pause everybody, it's going to mean that I'm forgetting his what name, is his name? <laughs> and I have to correct um, that, um, he can come and sit in my kitchen in spirit, sit on the bar stool and he presents himself in the healthiest form possible for me. And it, sometimes I think he did, I, I think he did it for me so that I could just see him talking to me. So he'd say things to me like my mom, my mom wants to know if you're coming this morning, it's six o'clock and she can't email, she can't text you till seven, but she can't remember if you're coming or not. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Do, do you remember <laughs> Um, I remember you saying to me, you were running out the door early one morning and you were like, where's our recording device? And I was like, that's not your responsibility. And you're like, Jason's telling me that his mom's going to forget to put the recording device in his bag. So I've got to bring my own. Right. And then you would get the affirmation at the school. Cause you, sometimes you see him in the school, sometimes the home. Yeah. And of course his mother would have not packed the, the, the recording, recording device. device. Yeah. yeah. And I'd have mine and I'd record it and I'd send it home for her. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody hears that, I just that that's just one story I could do Jason's stories for hours I think it's so cute because his mom runs such a wonderfully tight ship oh she does but he like he catches her on everything yes she's remarkable Mm -hmm. to me she is somebody we better call her Mary (laughs) because Mary will just slip it's It's such a good one for me because she is so in tune it, with her spirit, with his spirit, with her family, she works as hard as 10 people. Mm-hmm. And she works full time, like literally as a human being with a real job. She's just to me, she's just my hero. 
I don't even know if she ever would know that I actually have to tell her that she is just my hero how hard this woman works. Anyway, so he would say something like you you need to tell her um, that you're coming this morning because she's she wants to know if I'm supposed to go in my tub or not. Mm-hmm. And it's quite an ordeal to put him in his chair. To this get, is at the school? At home. Okay. To get him into this tub and to get him back out and all the workers coming in and out. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a big event. It's not like throwing a five-year-old into a tub, scrubbing them and hop, having them hop out and dry themselves. This is, to, to bathe him is, is an hour long. He's, yeah, because he's a full-grown yes. man. Yes, and he's got to be lifted into a harness. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the ceiling. So anyway, so that's when I get to go to the to my phone and text her and say, I'm coming today, I'll be there. And that she can go, okay, and slide it back and go get her coffee. Yeah. Instead of thinking, oh, I don't know if I should or shouldn't and all the stress and trying to rush through. It's these things are really big. Can I can I go? Just yeah. bit, I'm just kind of relaying things that you've said to me over the years when you come home and you you gush about him um um, he's my crush I was gonna say yeah I totally have a crush on him um the first time I met him I was like oh boy um he oh shoot where'd my train train of thought go oh he was really mad at his brother one day when you walked in and his mom Mary uh had like a list of questions I think it was one of the days she was actually present for the session instead of recording Mm -hmm. and she asked you a question and you just said like he basically said, not today, mom, I'm mad. I'm mad at my brother. Oh, and he yeah. just wanted the space like a normal young man yeah. to not talk, to shun someone and to just be angry. Oh. And his mom was like, okay. Yeah. She has this incredible focus mm-hmm. and intention that never wavers that, that, and I mean, for, I, well, she might say it wavers from time to time, but I haven't seen it where, what he wants and what he what, as he is as a young man she has watched him grow and she allows it so he's in his 20s then she would assume that at 20 if he wants to grow his facial hair that's his business not hers oh yeah i remember so, when he had a goatee yes <laughs> and a, he had a goatee he grew a mustache then on november when they were <laughs> shaving them all or growing them or what yeah you don't shave it in november you let it grow he wanted to be part of it so when i arrived i'm like i didn't even know about november and i walked in and i went i don't know jason's saying he wants a beard and, <laughs> yeah. and a mustache like every other guy right now and she was like oh that's one of my questions today. That's so cute. <laughs> and so she'd have these all written down and I'd walk in and go, okay, this is, he's answering this question and this question. And sometimes it would be questions where he was going to a wedding and, um, mm-hmm. oh, he did a lot of funny things. He would, she wanted to know things like, does he want to wear a suit? And he, what color, mm-hmm. <laughs> what color corsage? And I walked in and went cream. But I don't know what cream means. And she'd go, what? And I'd go, he just said cream in the car. And But I haven't got a clue. So he's not showing me the corsage. I have no idea what he's referring to. Yeah. But he's saying, tell my mother cream. So I don't have to get involved. That's where my ego is not so big that I have to know. To interpret. To interpret for him. Mm-hmm. So all I do is walk in and go, cream. And she goes, thank you. It was either going to be cream or rose. And I'm like, what's, okay. what's cream or rose? <laughs> And she goes, you don't know when you're a psychic? And I'm like, no, no I don't. <laughs> it's not my business. <laughs> it's none of my business to know. I don't understand, Mary. And she's like, well, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because I assumed that if you knew cream, 
that you know I was asking about what color rose corsage he wanted. And I'm like, no, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But he just said cream. So does that help? Yes, because it's either cream or rose. So sometimes the answers for us come through, but not completely. Mm -hmm. And so people can then assume that we know something we don't know. I really love, and this is going to go back to your story about Max and and Jason, um, is some people come and they want to know questions to, or sorry, answers to big questions. Like tell me everything about their medical intuitive, tell me everything about their medium or whatever. Um, and yet cream or rose or, um, one of, one of the things that Max was talking about, the kind of drink that he wants there, there's some of the most important messages mm-hmm. because they're the everyday thing that makes someone feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you sit down to order a drink for your partner who, you know, isn't there yet, you've grabbed the table and you know, they love Sprite with, mm-hmm. you know, with ice instead of without, um, they, they want you to know those things too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I love that the sessions aren't just these big, big, you know, quote unquote, profound messages. Mm-hmm. It's the little stuff that they love that makes you feel close to someone and makes you feel like people pay attention to you mm-hmm. and know your likes and dislikes. People who love us would never bring over dark chocolate. That's just rude, right? <laughs> so rude. But unless it's pomegranate <laughs> or orange. <laughs> but yeah, like, and so for his mom to just be like, you know, cream or red mm-hmm. is, is that important. Mm-hmm. One, some of the things too like that came through over like over the years were things where he wanted to buy Christmas presents for his brothers oh, yeah. and sisters and she, she I, oh, I just love them so much I get so excited talking about them <laughs> is that she would say to me the name of a brother or a sister and he would give what he wanted to buy them and she would honor that so cool she would honor it so when so, it says from Jason, it actually it really is. is from Jason. Yeah. And um, he knew things like that. He, oh, one of the things he knew was, I said, oh, I said, there's there's an engagement. And uh, he's saying, you know, he can hardly wait um, for the engagement. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just ruined a <laughs> surprise. <do> <laughs> yeah. And she's just looking at me like, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yep, that happened. And then shortly after that, there was an engagement in the family. Yeah. And he was trying to let on and the baby and the baby. He yeah. knew about the baby before the baby was announced um, to the couple that they were having a baby. He knew. So he knew these things. And some people might think, wait a minute, do you mean cerebral pe- pe- people with cerebral palsy know things like that? He did. He does. Mm-hmm. And his gifts in who he is as a complete human being, not a piece without his gifts, Mm-hmm. but as a complete human being, because when you use your gifts, you're a complete human being, we're being shared. Yeah. And that his family, and I'll say family members, not all of them believe in what I do. The mom has me in there because she's trying to connect with her son. That doesn't mean that the that the rest of the family is supportive mm-hmm. or that they're open to it. When they see me in the house, they walk right past me. They don't talk to me. It's like, yeah, my mom's got you here, but I ain't part of this. It's, and, and, and maybe over the years how that changes mm-hmm. um, and that as maybe as, you know, they they get their messages that their brother is having this experience and that he's allowed to be who he is might make them a little bit happy. I remember when I think it was his brother was getting a motorcycle or something um, 
and he talked about his brother getting the bike and how excited oh, and his dad has a bike I think a motorbike or something and how excited he was when spring would come and it was like tell dad he's going to be on his bike in two days and there's snow on the ground and I'm thinking really really Jason I don't think so and lo and behold we don't get rain and two days later his dad's on his motorbike because mm-hmm. the roads are clear on the you know dirt roads or something and the ability that he had and that he could show his family of what he's capable of, that when they were on a different floor in the house, that he was able to say, remember something about his mom being in the shower one morning and she was asking questions in her head to, to Jason and he was giving me the answers here, you know, many miles away. And that when I got there, I she looked at me like, well, are you going to tell me what I was thinking in the shower? <laughs> And I, I'm answering her questions of what she was thinking in the shower that what she was trying to ask him. But he's on it. He's no, he was on the same floor at that point. But anyway, obviously not with her. Yeah. Yes. And that how wonderful it is that all of this with these gifts yeah. that we're able to actually create communication where when some people who think we're witches <laughs> or Satan, that that gets blocked as soon as they have that thought. Mm-hmm. And because they hold that thought or that fear and what goes with that fear, that all those doors get closed and that this mom and several other mothers and fathers and family members open that door and go, well, you know what? I have a person coming today at 4, 430 that wants to connect with her niece's spirit just to ask what her niece needs because she's going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. So she's booking her half hour appointment just to say, what can I do to be supportive of what she's going through without crossing any boundaries? I want to be healthy in my niece's life, yeah. but what can I do? Now, her niece is not nonverbal, but we get to do the same thing mm-hmm. for a nonverbal person as we do for a verbal person, yeah. but who is just withholding. Mm-hmm. Well, I had, sorry. No, go ahead. I had that last night. Uh, she's one of my... She's one of my favorite clients and I feel comfortable saying that just because she's so respectful and she, she does, she returns quite frequently. Um, and she, she just said, uh, do you have messages from my uncle to my cousin? So this is a father to a daughter, right? And she said, but please tell me no, if I'm crossing a boundary. Mm. And it was like, wow. And and that's part of my spiel anyway, when people mm-hmm. say, you know, can I ask a question about someone else who's alive? I will always check in with their spirit first. And I know you do that too. Mm -hmm. But she was just so aware that it was like, I want to be a part of this process to help my cousin. um, But I also don't want to interfere. And Mm -hmm. I just, oh, I, again, the intention. I loved, I loved that. Yeah. So I'm assuming part two will come about Jason at some point, or he'll just be integrated to a lot of different uh, and uh, we may we may not call him Jason. Yeah, so I know. People, I don't think we called be, him that before. <laughs> people might think is this <laughs> the same dude? <laughs> yeah. There cool. there are so many lessons he's taught me about what yeah. he does mm-hmm. in a day. What a seizure is when you're having a seizure. He's taught me about electrical currents in the brain. That's a show right there mm-hmm. for any neurologist. Right, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> yeah. or, or someone could call right in. Uh, and ask a question but he's shown me electrical currents in the brain when you have seizures because he has so many um both large and small i don't know what they're called but um i want to ask you a question i want to ask you a favor i want to ask you to work (laughs) getting down to the bottom of my my intention here um would would you channel during a podcast would you be open to that yeah if i asked you to channel my my good friend yeah okay 
Yes. I, he's just, he reminds me very much of Jason in the struggles that they've both had as human beings. Yes. And bodies of energy. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, well, can maybe we it would just be a little safer because he is, he has passed. Okay. Um, there wouldn't have to be a protection. Okay. You know what? Maybe there's a whole other idea of doing some of these shows is that we can actually channel somebody that's passed. Cool. Right on the show. Okay. Cause I want Glenn Fry and Alan Rickman. Okay. And and I'll, I'll, I'll put out there that I have channeled um, some different souls and that sometimes people won't appreciate all the souls that we've that I've channeled or that you've channeled and that um, they have choices to listen or not listen. There's always the skip button. <laughs> True. Um, um, and, you know, somebody might think, well, it's OK. Sure, you can channel someone's dead uncle, but you can't channel Jesus. <laughs> Or yeah. you can't channel Hitler or you can't channel like there's a list. Wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there might be and that's why I say some people will might find that really interesting and some people might not. Well, and for now, and they're they're in an archive for a reason. And if you're comfortable with it right. six weeks later or whenever, you can go back to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. OK, so Kay. we're going to end it because you've got well, you, we've got our day to do and uh, we'll be joining you next Saturday. Yes. I'm good. Yes. Okay. So if anybody has any questions um, that about anything that we've talked about on this show or any other shows, or even just what's going on in your own world, and you're listening to some of this, and you think we might have some input for you in some way, um, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. And Kelly and I would love to do a podcast show and address your questions or your experiences even. Even comments. Sure. And Granted that they're nice. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we do filter. Um, we do we do filter so that the show is one that's educational and and, and teaching and open and kind. Uh, yes, and kind. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, have a good great day, Kelly, and um, everybody else.